Good morning from the newsroom of the Financial Times. Today is Monday, May 20th, and this is your FT News Briefing. U.S. intelligence chiefs are warning American companies about the danger of doing business in China. An FT analysis shows that a small group of America's big farms are getting a majority of the bailout money meant to soften the blow of U.S. trade disputes. And India's exit polls indicate Prime Minister Modi will return to power. Plus, the FT's Brussels bureau chief, Alex Barker, breaks down what's in store for this week's European Parliament elections. I'm Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. The FT reports that U.S. intelligence chiefs have taken another step to warn American companies about the dangers of doing business in China. Director of National Intelligence Dan Coats, as well as members of the FBI and the National Counterintelligence and Security Center, have given classified briefings to large tech companies, venture capitalists, and educational institutions. Sources tell the FT that the sessions have been held since October and from Silicon Valley to Washington, D.C. They're meant to highlight the risks of doing trade with China, especially the threat of cyber attacks and property theft. But sources organizing the briefings also told the FT that showing classified material to executives was a highly unusual step. The meetings come as trade relations worsen between the U.S. and China. Each side has threatened to raise tariffs over the last few weeks. The Trump administration has also said it would restrict what Chinese telecommunications company Huawei would be able to import from the U.S. Donald Trump could also ban the company from selling products in the country. U.S. farmers have also been hit hard by the U.S.'s ongoing trade battles. But unlike other U.S. industries, farmers have been getting federal bailout money to relieve the losses caused by tariffs. And it turns out some are getting more help than others. The FT discovered that a tenth of U.S. farm operators have received more than half the money from the White House's market facilitation program. The program was launched in September after China, Mexico, and other countries fought back against U.S. tariffs by raising duties on American farm goods. The government had doled out $8.5 billion ahead of last Friday's application deadline for farmers. But according to files the FT obtained through the Freedom of Information Act, between September of last year and mid-April of this year, $4.5 billion went to 10% of recipients. The USDA said that an individual farm operator could get more than the allotted $125,000 per commodity category if the operation was structured as a general partnership. It's a loophole that lawmakers have been trying to close. It also turns out that some of the farm operators who receive the payment from the program work far from the field. Nearly 10,000 individuals and businesses in the 50 largest U.S. cities were paid $33 million under the MFP program, including one corporation with an address on Manhattan's Park Avenue. And it looks like India's Prime Minister Narendra Modi could be returning to power. India's election exit polls were released on Sunday night, and they show that Modi is poised to capture another five-year mandate. And his Hindu nationalist BJP party is expected to emerge as the largest party in parliament. But the polls were divided on whether the BJP would get that parliamentary majority on its own, or 
if it would have to rely on allies to form an administration. There were seven rounds of voting in India's election that began on April 11th. 900 million people were eligible to vote during the process, and the votes will finally be counted on Thursday. And here's a closer look at a story you should know more about. More than 400 million people across Europe will be eligible to go to the polls this week as the bloc holds its parliamentary elections. The elections will run through Sunday, and they will be a test of the strength of the union. That's because this year's elections host a number of candidates with an anti-European union, an anti-establishment, or populist sentiment. The FT's Brussels bureau chief, Alex Barker, explains what this new mix of political parties means for Europe. Over the next week or so, we're going to see this uh, quite incredible experiment in pan-continental democracy in Europe. Uh, They've only been holding European elections since kind of 1979. And this time around is a pretty important one. In Europe, we have seen over the years a rise in the kind of anti-EU, anti-establishment populist wing of politics. And this is a a, a test of their strength to to some degree. But more importantly, we've also seen across Europe a squeeze on mainstream centre-left and centre-right parties. And the results, if the polls are accurate, will see for the first time, really, the centre-right and centre-left struggle to make a majority together in the European Parliament. They'll have to build a much broader coalition of pro-EU parties. And it may well be that the the kind of anti-EU sceptical right may have a a bigger say or bigger share of that parliament. And it doesn't give them much direct power, but it does make life a lot more difficult for mainstream politicians in Europe. The center-right European People's Party has dominated European politics for 20 years, What does this election mean for them? You've got to remember, these aren't the kind of parties that you could traditionally imagine in in the US or Australia or any other normal national democracy. They're these kind of political conglomerates where the centre-right is is an incredibly broad family of Christian Democrat parties, conservative parties, liberals. It's got the full range, and that goes for the centre-left as well and the liberals. For the past 20 odd years in Brussels, the centre right, the European People's Party, has been the kind of dominant force. They've been the biggest party in the European Parliament. They had for a long time the most numbers of EU leaders around their summit table. And for that reason, they have had this kind of monopoly on the top jobs in the EU, the European Commission president, the European Council president are both from the EPP party. And the election this time around in in pure EU terms is going to be a bit of a test of their strength and whether they can once again deliver a candidate who uh, will claim the top job in the EU, which is probably the commission. One quick question about Brexit. The UK will participate in these elections. But what will happen with UK representation in the EU after that? So the UK's place in the EU rights remain exactly the same. It's around the summit table. Theresa May will be there at the summit when the big jobs are decided. They will send their MEPs into the parliament. They will be part of political groups. It will help 
the socialists and the liberals more because there are no centre-right EPP MEPs coming from the UK. The place where they may have influence, even if the UK says, look, you know, we're not staying, we don't really want to be intervening on who ends up in these top positions. But because there are MEPs, they will naturally have a, some kind of influence, whether these MEPs vote or not. They may be able to tip the balance if it's a very, very close election or if a commission president is very close to a majority in the parliament but needs a few UK MEPs to get them over the line. You can read more on all of these stories at ft.com. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for the latest business news. Did you know the Capital Ideas Podcast now has a new monthly edition hosted by Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin? Through the words and experiences of investment professionals, you'll discover who was their best mentor, what's a mistake they made that changed their approach, and how do they find their next great idea. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Published by American Funds Distributors, Inc. Hi, this is Janice Torres from Yo Quiero Dinero. From a local business to a global corporation... Partnering with Bank of America gives your operation access to exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Copyright 2024.